This is Adam Hulse. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of my podcast where we'll be talking about week two of the NFL regular season. This episode is brought to you by La Touraine, the best affordable luxury watches and accessories on the market. Check out their website, latouraine.com, L-A-T-O-U-R-A-I-N-E.com. They have a ton of great stuff on their website, makes a great gift for yourself or for somebody else. Shop around, find what you like. And then when you're ready to check out, make sure you use my promo code at checkout. It's a simple code, three capital letters, A-H-S, as in Adam Hulse Sports. Use code A-H-S at checkout for 10% off your entire order at latourain.com. Okay, so in this episode of the podcast, I will do a quick review of the picks that I made in last week's episode for week one of the season. And then, of course, I'm going to be making my betting picks for week two of the NFL season in this episode as well. But before I get into all that, speaking of NFL picks, I wanted to let you know about this really awesome website that I recently found. It's called Pick'emWars.com. I mean, look, if you're a sports fan like myself and if you like free money, and I mean, come on, who doesn't like free money, then Pick'emWars.com is definitely the site for you. You're going to be watching the games anyway, so why not watch along and try to win some free money while you're at it? They have weekly NFL and NCAA football contests. They are live right now. You play for free to win real cash prizes at pick'emwars.com. There's no gimmicks. There's no funny business. You play for free. You make your football picks. And if you're a winner, you get paid out in real cash prizes. I can vouch that it's legit. I use the site myself. So if you think you know who's going to win all those football games this weekend, you might as well get paid for it by playing for free at pick'emwars.com. Okay, and just one more thing before I get into this NFL Week 2 episode of the podcast. I just wanted to thank everybody that came out on Thursday night for the Cowboys vs. Bucks season opener who joined me on the Rave on Sports app. It was a lot of fun. I had a blast doing it. Again, I thank everybody who came out and supported and joined the chat that we had going on for the game. We had a lot of fun following along live with the game, keeping a close eye on everything that was happening with the Dallas Cowboys and in that game. In fact, I had so much fun doing it that I am going to be doing it again. Not this weekend, but next Monday, September 27th for Monday Night Football. The Dallas Cowboys are taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. I will be hosting another chat on the Rave on Sports app. I will, of course, be supporting my Dallas Cowboys. And look, this is going to be a battle chat style. So there is going to be a host for the Philadelphia Eagles as well. So we will be battling it out all game on that Monday night football matchup between the Cowboys and the Eagles. I'm going to need all the support I can get for that one. The battle is going to get intense. Make sure you join me Monday night, September 27th for the Cowboys-Eagles game on the Rave on Sports app. Okay, with all of that being said, let's get into this episode. Let's touch a little bit on week one first, and we'll talk a little bit about that Cowboys-Bucks games that I just referred to. It was a great game to start the NFL season. Great way to kick off the season. Exciting offensive back and forth game between the Bucks and the Cowboys. Unfortunately, the Cowboys could not come out on top. The Bucks did get it done in the end. When it comes down to it, the Cowboys just left a little bit too much time on the clock for Tom Brady. 
Left him too much time. He did what he always did. He went down the field. He won the game for the Bucks. So props to Brady. Props to the Bucks. Look, most importantly for me is how good Dak Prescott looked in this game. He looked healthy, but even more importantly, he looked confident. It did not look like a lingering injury was bothering him at all. It didn't seem to affect his mental game. He looked strong, healthy, confident. He looks ready to go for this NFL season. So I'm beyond happy to see that out of Dak Prescott. Of course, I would have liked to see the Cowboys win the game, but I think even more important than winning that game was how Dak was going to look in that game, and he far exceeded even what my expectations could have been for Dak in week one. I think it's going to be a great season for the Cowboys because Dak looks ready to go this year. Look, I'm not going to get too in the weeds on breaking down this game too much. The Cowboys came out. They looked pretty good. In particular, their passing game looked excellent. They did not find success running the ball, but the Bucks last year were the number one rushing defense in the NFL by far, by more than 10 yards per game. They were the best rushing defense in the NFL. The Cowboys defense, I don't think, played terrible. They played okay at times. They weren't great at times either. I don't think they played disasterly on the defensive side of the ball, but not great either. Room for improvement. One of the big things is that Greg Zerline, the kicker, had a very bad game. He missed two field goals and an extra point. Those extra seven points, if he makes those three kicks, could have been the difference in the game. And then the one other thing that I do have to point out is on that last drive by Tom Brady, that pass that he threw to Chris Godwin, let's be 100% honest here, that was definitely an offensive pass interference. It was not called by the officials. They let it slide. I am 100% sure that Chris Godwin pushed off on that play and it was offensive pass interference. That was heartbreaking. That definitely helped the Bucks get into field goal range. But I'll be honest here as well, that is not the play that won the Bucks the game. Even if that was called offensive pass interference, the game was still not over yet. The Bucks still did have a little bit of time. And regardless of all that, the call that wasn't called, as I said before, if Greg Zerloin doesn't miss three kicks, the Cowboys may have won this game anyway. Or if the Cowboys could have eaten up the clock a little bit more and gotten one more first down on their last drive with the ball and not allowed Brady to get the ball one more time, they could have ended it there too. So I'm not blaming the loss on the push off by Chris Godwin. The Cowboys just didn't do enough to finish that game. They gave Brady too much time and Brady took advantage of it. But on the positive side for that game, one of my picks on last week's episode was the Dallas Cowboys to cover the seven and a half point spread. They did do that. We started off that week and the season with a winner on that one. Cowboys plus 7.5 cashed in. As for the rest of my plays last week, we ended the week three and three. We split it evenly three and three. We got off to a good start, but we didn't finish very well. As I said, we won that Cowboys game. And then on the one o'clock slate for the Sunday games, we went one and one. We won with the Seahawks minus 2.5. Russell Wilson looking great against a very good Colts defense. And then we lost on our Titans minus two and a half. They got absolutely destroyed by the Cardinals. Kyler Murray in that offense did everything that they wanted against this Titans defense. I did mention in the last episode that the Titans defense is definitely going to be a concern. They were even worse than I expected them to be in this one. They could not slow down Kyler Murray at all and in turn the Titans got destroyed by the Cardinals I was way off on that pick on the other hand for my play in the late afternoon games at 430 I was spot on one big with that Saints over Packers pick I had Saints plus four and a half I did say that I think Jameis Winston was going to lead the Saints to a victory in this game they not only won they absolutely demolished Aaron Rodgers and the Packers Aaron Rodgers and the Packers looked in my opinion exactly how I said they would 
last week. I said they would probably come out stale. They would probably look a little rusty because Rodgers was not there all offseason. There was no chemistry. There's a lot of turmoil surrounding the team. A lot of outside factors coming into play. I expected the Packers to come out rusty. They absolutely came out rusty. They looked terrible. They looked like one of the absolute worst teams in week one. And the Saints got a big victory there, cashing in our Saints plus 4.5. So heading into our two primetime games, we were looking good. We had a 3-1 and record to that point. Unfortunately, we lost both of the primetime games. I had Bears plus 7.5 and Ravens minus 4.5. Neither of those came in, so that closed our week one at an even 3-3 three and three record. Now that week one is out of the way, let's move on to week two. Week two starts on Thursday night with the Giants taking on Washington. I'm definitely going to have no play for this game. This is a very difficult game to call. I do not like the Giants offense at all, in particular because I do not like Daniel Jones. I don't think he's very good. It's unbelievable, but in 28 career games so far, he's turned the ball over 40 times in 28 games. That's unacceptable for an NFL quarterback. He has to clean that up immediately this year. He's going to lose that job as the starting quarterback with the Giants. I would like Washington in this game because of how good their defense is. The only problem for me is this is going to be without Ryan Fitzpatrick, their quarterback. They are turning it over to Taylor Heineke, the unproven quarterback. Look, he looked okay when he started that playoff game against Tampa Bay last year. We'll see how he looks this time. So if I had to make a pick for the game, I would say I think that Washington's going to win it. But in terms of a betting standard, it's going to be a no play for me. Okay, now let's move on to the big Sunday slate of games. And look, I have a big card this week. There are a lot of games that I like. I have nine plays in total this week that I like. I will start with the one o'clock games. And the first play that I like on Sunday, which is the Rams minus three and a half traveling to Indianapolis to take the Colts. The Rams looked very good on Sunday night against the Bears. I thought that Stafford would come out and not look great. I thought it would take a little bit of time for McVay and Stafford to come kind of gel and adjust their styles and make things work. I guess I was wrong about that. Their offense looked great on Sunday night. They now have this new element of being able to really push the ball downfield that they did not have in previous years with Jared Goff. That obviously adds a whole nother element that the defense has to account for. Stafford's got a big arm. He can launch it downfield. He did that on Sunday night. The Rams offense looked very good. Their defense looked very good as it should have looked. They were the number one defense in the NFL last year and there was no real reason to believe that they wouldn't be one of the top defenses again this year. They still have Aaron Donald. They still have Jalen Ramsey. They have a very good pass rush, and I think that pass rush is going to really disrupt Carson Wentz and the Colts. I am not a Carson Wentz fan at all. I make that very clear in a lot of my episodes. I think that this Colts team is a very good team top to bottom, minus the fact that Carson Wentz is their quarterback. He was one of the absolute worst quarterbacks in the entire NFL last season. He is a turnover machine. This Rams defense defense can force turnovers. Aaron Donald can cause some disruption up the middle. He's going to be under some pressure. I think this defense is going to cause some turnovers, and I expect the LA Rams to travel to Indianapolis and beat the Colts. I will lay the three and a half points. Give me the Rams to keep the NFC West undefeated so far on this season. Sticking with that NFC West team and how good this division is, my next pick is going to be the San Francisco 49ers covering the three and a half spread at 
Philadelphia against the Eagles. Remember, it was just two years ago this Jimmy Garoppolo-led San Francisco 49ers team made it all the way to the Super Bowl and were only a couple plays away from winning that Super Bowl over Mahomes and the Chiefs. They had a ton of injuries last year, which completely derailed them. So many key players on both sides of the ball, including George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Nick Bosa. Well, they are all back now. They all looked good in week one. This is going to be a very good defense. The offense is going to be productive. They can run the ball against anybody, even though they lost Raheem Mostert now for the season. With their style of running and the way that Shanahan schemes it, look, it is a loss to lose Mostert, but it's not a huge loss. They have plenty of other running backs on this roster that can carry the load, and I think that they will do exactly that moving forward. They also have this new element where they bring in Trey Lance for some plays as well. Way more athletic than Jimmy Garoppolo adds another element to their offensive design. I think the 49ers are going to have a very good season, and I think they're going to keep it rolling this week when they play the Philadelphia Eagles, who looked pretty good in week one, but let's be honest, they were playing the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons are a very bad team this year. They're in the process of a rebuild. They got a new coach. They got rid of Julio Jones. Matt Ryan's time is starting to come to an end. This is a rebuilding team. The Falcons are one of the bottom teams, bottom tier in the NFL. So though the Eagles did look good in week one, it was against the Falcons. So I'm not fully convinced that the Eagles are going to be much better than advertised. I don't think the Eagles are very good. I do think that the 49ers are going to have a big year. Give me the 49ers laying three and a half on the road in Philadelphia. Next up, I'm going to have my third three and a half point favorite again with all three of them being on the road. And that is the Buffalo Bills playing in Miami. Look, the Bills are coming off of a loss in week one. They had a tough game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers defense really showed up big time in that game, especially in the second half. TJ Watt absolutely wreaked havoc. The Steelers defense is a very, very tough defense to play against. That's really no excuse. This Bills offense is supposed to be a top five offense in the NFL. They struggled against the Pittsburgh defense on Sunday and Pittsburgh ultimately won that game. I expect the Bills to bounce back this week in a big way. I don't think there's any reason at all to panic about the Buffalo Bills season just because they had a bad week one. I think that this week they're going to put up big numbers. I think they're going to move the ball well against this Miami defense, which the Miami defense is pretty good, but I think that the Bills offense is a lot better than the Miami defense. I think they're going to show that this week. I think the Bills are anxious to get back out on the field and correct a really bad week one performance. I think Josh Allen definitely wants to get playing like he was last year, not like he played last week. I think this is going to be a big bounce back week for the Bills against the Dolphins team. They are coming off of a win. They won a tightly contested game against Mac Jones and the Patriots. I think the Bills are a much more difficult challenge than the Patriots are. I think the Bills win this one big. I think laying three and a half is easy in this one. I think the Bills win by double digits. Bills minus 3.5. Next up, I am taking those Pittsburgh Steelers that I did just talked about who had a big week one against the Bills, laying five and a half at home against the Raiders. Look, I said last week, I'm way higher on the Pittsburgh Steelers this year than most people are. It seems like everybody wrote the Steelers off this year because they finished very slow last season. Last season, they got off to this really hot start. They played their great football for the first half of the season. It was a classic example of a team that 
peaked way too early. That's what happened with the Steelers. Back half of the year was not so good, and they seemed to get worse as the year went on. Because of that, a lot of people wrote them off this year. If you listen to my last episode and my other three preview episodes of the season, I'm high on the Steelers this year. I still think they have one of the best, maybe the number one defense in the NFL. They added Najee Harris, who is a dynamic running back who they drafted out of Alabama. I actually picked the Steelers to win the AFC North Division. So that also go along with, I don't think it was a very disappointing team to lose to for the Bills. Some people were not as high on the Steelers this year, and they think it's a worse loss than it is. I am very high on the Steelers. I did think that the Bills were going to win the game against the Steelers. I was wrong. Pittsburgh's defense showed up and really won the game for them. But as I said in previous episodes and this one, I think that this Steelers team is going to be way better than most people are expecting them to be. They started that in week one. I think they keep it rolling in week two. They get the Raiders who are coming Coming off of an emotional win over the Ravens. Look, the Raiders looked bad for majority of that game. For three quarters, they really couldn't do anything offensively. They kind of woke up in the fourth quarter, but that game was more about Lamar Jackson losing the game than it was the Raiders winning the game for the most part. Lamar turned the ball over a couple times in very crucial moments of the game. The Ravens had their opportunities to finish that game. They couldn't finish it. Lamar gave the Raiders extra chances that they should not have had. And without those multiple turnovers by Lamar, it very well could have been a blowout double-digit victory for the Ravens. Instead, the Raiders won the game. I don't think they're going to have that same luck this week against the Steelers. I don't think this Raiders team is very good. I really thought they were going to get smoked by the Ravens. Didn't play out that way because of the way that the game went, and in particular, the way Lamar did not take care of the football. Wake-up call this week for the Raiders as they play a very good Pittsburgh Steelers team, a defense that's going to get after them. I think the Steelers win this one big. I expect them to win by double digits. I'll lay the five and a half points with the Steelers at home. The final game that I like in the one o'clock slate on Sunday, I'm taking the Bears at home. They're giving two points right now to the Bengals. The Bears coming off of a tough game where they did get pretty much beat up by the Rams on Sunday Night Football. They looked good at times in that game. In particular, David Montgomery looked great in the first half. When they were feeding him the ball, he was getting big chunks of yard against a defense that's very, very difficult to run against in the Rams. Montgomery found a lot of success. Unfortunately, game script and the Bears being so far behind, they kind of had to get away from the running game and they were forced to pass it and try to push it downfield. So Montgomery did not do a whole lot in the second half. Now he gets the chance to play a Bengals defense that's really not very good. This Bengals defense is not a good defense. I think David Montgomery is going to have a huge day against the Bengals. I think they're going to feed him early and often like they tried to against the Rams. I don't think that that game script is going to dictate that the Bears have to start forcing passes and pushing it downfield like the Rams made them do. I don't think that the Bengals are good enough to get ahead like the Rams did. The Bengals struggled in week one. They did end up coming away with an overtime win over the Vikings. They struggled heavily to move the ball at times against a Vikings defense that also isn't very good. They're going to have a harder time moving the ball, I think, against this Bears defense, which in my opinion is way better than the Vikings defense. So the combination of me thinking that David Montgomery is going to have a huge day against the Bengals defense and the Bengals offense struggling to move it against a better than advertised Bears defense. Give me the Bears at home minus two. Moving 
on now to the later slate of games. And of course, the first team that I'm going to pick in the 4 o'clock window, give me the Cowboys going out to L.A. to beat the L.A. Chargers. They're giving the Cowboys three and a half points in this one. I think the Cowboys are going to win straight up. I think that the Chargers are a good team this year. They're a team that is likely going to be competing for a playoff spot in the AFC. They're not going to win the division because they share a division with the Chiefs, and the Chiefs are going to win that division. But the Chargers definitely have a shot to compete for a wild card, led by young quarterback Justin Herbert. They have a very good passing attack. This has potential to be a pretty high-scoring game, especially considering how well the Cowboys played against the Tampa Bay Bucks. I already touched on that game earlier in the episode, how good the Cowboys offense looked, in particular their passing attack. Cooper and Lamb both had huge days. Dak looked excellent. I expect him to do the same this week against the Chargers. The Bucks definitely more of a challenge than the Chargers. I think that if Dak can play against the Chargers the way he played against the Bucks, that the Cowboys are definitely going to win this game. We need a repeat performance from Dak. I think he gives it. Not only do I think they cover the spread, I think they're going to win this game straight up, but give me the three and a half points with the Cowboys on the road. The second game I like in the later window is the Arizona Cardinals playing at home against the Minnesota Vikings. Kyler Murray and the Cardinals were one of the most impressive looking teams in week one of this season. They did do it against a very bad Titans defense. Nevertheless, they did look awesome. Kyler Murray looks like he's progressed. I'm a big fan of Kyler Murray. I think he's going to be an excellent quarterback. He needs to continue to develop, but he's already an amazing athlete that can do things with both his arm and his legs that no other quarterback can really do in that same combination that he does it. I expect a very big year out of the Cardinals offense. It was their defense that I was a little bit concerned with, but the defense looked good against Tennessee, and this Tennessee offense I think is a top five offense in the NFL. The Cardinals definitely held their own against that very good and loaded offense with A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, Derrick Henry. The Cardinals defense was a little bit of a pleasant surprise for me last week. In particular, the guy who had the huge game was Chandler Jones. Nobody could block Chandler Jones. He had his absolute way with Ryan Tannehill and the Titans offensive line. Absolutely destroyed them. Absolutely changed that game, did Chandler Jones. I think that the Titans are a much bigger challenge than the Cardinals opponents this week in the Minnesota Vikings. I just don't think that the Vikings are a very good team this year. If the Cardinals were able to do what they did against the Titans last week, I expect them to do the same, if not better, against a worse team in the Minnesota Vikings. I'll take the Cardinals Cardinals at home laying three and a half. The third and final game that I like in the four o'clock window is the fourth NFC West team, and that is the Seattle Seahawks. That's right. The NFC West last week went four and oh, and I am picking all four of them to win again this week. And I think that after week two, the NFC West is going to be eight and oh on the season. This is the most competitive division in football. All four of those teams believe that they're good enough to win the division. All four teams expect to make a postseason appearance it's going to be a fun race to see how that division plays itself out. If you listen to my preview episodes, the Seattle Seahawks were my pick to find a way to win that division, mainly because of how big of a fan I am of Russell Wilson. I think he has a shot to be the MVP this year. I think he's going to be right up there in the mix in the voting. I expect him to go off this year throwing the ball to Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. That's exactly what happened in week one. They looked very good against a tough Colts defense. 
Now they get the luxury of playing this absolutely atrocious Titans defense that I talked about a few times in this episode. They got torched by the Cardinals last week. I expect Russell Wilson to torch them even worse than the Cardinals did. If Russ was able to put up the big numbers against the Colts last week, this Titans defense really presents no challenges. It's a big, big issue for this Titans team. I think they need to do something. Sign a free agent. Do something to change it up. Maybe add a guy like Richard Sherman. I don't know, but the Titans defense looked so bad last week. They were so bad last year, and they look like they're going to be even worse this year than last year. I think that continues this week. I think Russell Wilson has a huge game. I think both Metcalf and Lockett will both go off. Love that trio of Russ, Lockett, and Metcalf this week. Give me the Seahawks laying five at home. The final betting play that I like this week is the Sunday night football matchup. I like the Chiefs laying three and a half in Baltimore against the Ravens. A lot of three and a half point spreads this week. There's a lot of them. I'm taking a lot of them. This is another one. A few of them on the road too, laying the three and a half. That's what the Chiefs are doing this week. Look, the Chiefs, until proven otherwise, are the best team in the AFC. They've been to the Super Bowl in back-to-back years. They've been to the AFC Championship in three consecutive years. They won a Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback on the planet right now. In three seasons, he's already won a regular season MVP and the Super Bowl MVP. He has two truly unique weapons on offense in Tyreek Hill, who maybe is the fastest player in the NFL of all time, not just right now, and Travis Kelsey, who's one of the most special and unique talents who's ever played the tight end position before. Look, it's crazy. Like Everybody knows that the ball is going to Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey on almost every passing play. They feed them all the time. They both get double teamed all the time, but the Chiefs still find ways to get them the ball at a very high clip every single week, no matter how you scheme against it. It's just amazing what Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are doing as a combo in Kansas City. They get to face the Ravens. This Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson rivalry, they've seen each other a couple times now. Mahomes has gotten the better of Lamar. I think that trend is going to continue this year on Sunday Night Football. I think that the Ravens will find success running the ball against this Chiefs defense that's not great against the run. They will probably put up some big rushing numbers, but when it's all said and done, I just don't think that the Ravens are going to be able to score enough or slow down the Chiefs enough to keep this game close enough for Lamar to go win the game. I think that as they usually do, the Chiefs are going to win pretty comfortably in this game. Give me the Chiefs minus three and a half. The final game of this weekend is going to be another no-play game for me. That is, of course, Monday Night Football. In this one, the Packers take on the Lions with how much of a mess the Packers looked like last week. They have a lot to fix heading into this week. I'm not so sure they're going to be able to sort that out in one week. Against most opponents, I would like taking the Packers opponent in week two because of all the turmoil with the Packers. Unfortunately, the Lions are a very bad team. I would never trust the Lions at all this season. I think that they're just terrible on pretty much all levels. I don't like Jared Goff as a quarterback. I don't like their defense at all. Their wide receivers are terrible. Look, they have a good young running back in DeAndre Swift, but that's one of the few bright spots along with tight end TJ Hawkinson. So again, though I'd like to take the Packers opponent getting points, unfortunately it's the Lions and I just don't trust the Lions to overcome it. Even if the Packers look bad again this week, that still might be good enough to beat the Lions.
Lions. So because of all of that, Monday Night Football is a no play for me. But okay, that wraps up my picks and previews for week two of this NFL regular season. One more time, going through the betting plays really quick. There's nine of them. I have Rams minus three and a half. 49ers minus three and a half. Bills minus three and a half. Bears minus two. Steelers minus five and a half. Cowboys plus three and a half. Seahawks minus five. Cardinals minus 3.5. And Chiefs minus 3.5. A lot of three and a half point spreads. Also, I like a lot of favorites this week. Eight of my nine plays are favorites to cover the spread. The only dog I'm taking this week is the Cowboys over the Chargers. Nine plays in total. Looking for a winning week this week after splitting an even three and three last week on my picks. But again, speaking of picks, make sure you go check out that website, pick'emwars.com. Free to play. Make all of your NFL and college football picks this weekend. You come in first place, you win free money. Pick'emwars.com. For more information about that, you can definitely go check it out on my Twitter page. My Twitter handle is at Adam Hull Sports. I have more info on my Twitter about that promotion as well as everything else that I have going on with the podcast, with my articles, with my appearances. Everything you need to know about what I'm up to is on my Twitter account. So follow me there at Adam Hulse Sports. While you're waiting for NFL Week 2 to get here, make sure you go check out LaTourain.com, L-A-T-O-U-R-A-I-N-E, the best affordable luxury watches and accessories on the market. Find what you like, and then when you get to checkout, make sure you use my code. It's simple, three capital letters, A-H-S, as in Adam Hull Sports. Use code A-H-S at checkout for 10% off your entire order at LaTourain.com. I hope you check out all of those cool promotions that we have going on right now. I hope you join me on September 27th for that Monday night football game on the Rave On Sports app as we battle chat for the Cowboys against the Philadelphia Eagles. I hope you come out and join me there. I hope you follow me on Twitter in the meantime. We have a lot going on, a lot coming up, but for now, I'm very excited for week two of the NFL season. I'm ready for that to get here, and until then, this has been Adam Hulse. Thanks for listening.